When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. And my gosh, we need anything right now to lift our spirits up. And a five-star review would be absolutely excellent wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, Share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we're doing a Super Bowl special there this weekend, so check that out. Plus also as well, Game Source, where we cover the latest news and trends in the video game world. Plus our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, our wonderful friends that help support us, everything that we do at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com, where they have a great array of NBA podcasts. And I'm sure many of them are ridiculing the Lakers as we speak, like many of the podcasts that are out there. But still, support them anyways at hoopheadspod.com. And if you do, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, with everything going on, with the Russell Westbrook drama still continuing, seeming like a shadow covering the entire Lakers team right now as they headed to Portland to play the... Portland doesn't actually have a G League affiliate per se. When they have their guys that they send to the G League, they send them to various teams. They don't have their own G League team. But with all the changes that they've made in the past 48 hours, 72 hours actually, they have fielded pretty much Anthony Simons, Yurkov Nurkic, and a G League affiliate team. So pretty much you could call it the Portland Trailblazers affiliate team that was there tonight against the Lakers. Those young guys, which actually lost the previous night to the NBA's worst team, the Orlando Magic, came to play tonight. And unfortunately, the Lakers didn't in a back-to-back their free throw shooting was atrocious, under 50% from the free throw line. Turnovers everywhere. They had over 20 turnovers. In fact, they had 21 turnovers. Just absolutely horrendous. And they found a way to lose. When you're having a season like this, and a season that's well below your expectations, you find 
ways to lose. And the Lakers did in many which ways as Portland just capitalized time and again off the Lakers miscues and turnovers and missed shots as they end up losing 107 to 105. They could not handle at all Anthony Simons, who is one of the key reasons why Portland has made so many maneuvers in the past couple of days as he went off after a slow start for 29 points. And you see the futures there with him. And just a tremendous performance from him in the second, third, and fourth quarters, especially. And then LeBron James, you know, trying to do what he can. Six turnovers, unfortunately, but 30 points, seven rebounds, seven assists when he came in the game questionable with his knee. Russell Westbrook, you can't blame it on him because he sat out today. So Lakers Twitter, they can't blame him. But again, his shadow is casting a, just an ugly shadow over the entire team at this point. But here today to talk about the game, and also we will preview what we're going to be doing tomorrow for NBA trade deadline special. He's a good man indeed. Please go ahead and support him and his great article that he just dropped at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. You said it yesterday. We're here when they lose, and <laughs> nobody else is when we win, you know, when we lose. But you know what? They played awful. Absolutely awful. You can you know, say it's, back-to-back, fatigue, whatever you want to say. They had a chance to go. And, and you can't say that we didn't expect exactly what we got. You know, I mean, this is this what season, we are. It, this season, yeah, um, it is what it is. But it's just disappointing. Yeah. When you see the kind of talent Portland was rolling out there tonight, where it was really Yusuf Nurkic, Anthony Simons, and pretty much that's it, it's just truly disappointing. Well, you know, it's – it's such a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of personality to this team because you would think with Russell Westbrook not playing tonight, which hopefully is a sign that you just don't want to get a player who's going to be traded injured, you know, the day before he gets traded. But you'd expect the team to come out and play better than they did, especially against a an undermanned Portland team that, that basically is a G League team. But they've got two guys who are pretty good players, and and they both uh, they both outplayed you know their their Laker counterparts, if you will. AD, I don't know what's gone on with him the last two games, but Giannis and, and Nurkic just basically have torn him apart defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got his three blocks in both games, but in both games he was dominated in the paint. We they scored so many points in the paint. I think they won by twenty eight points in the paint. He got five um, blocks, but again, I just yeah. didn't see. I didn't see the effect. Too many times, too many times, flat-footed, flat-footed, not in position, not really aggressive, not taking enough shots. And then, you know, on the other on the other side of it, LeBron. There's something missing from LeBron in the last couple of games, and part of it is that you see him make some moves where his legs give out underneath him. You know, moves that you'd get when you're tired or when you're overworked. And a lackadaisicalness that's basically he was coasting a good deal of this game, you know. Uh, the carelessness with the ball was, you know, you, you just hope that this team would at least try to be consistent in, in the feeling that they give you about what's happening with the game. Um, you'd think that here's an opportunity for them to show that they really got everything together. And instead, they throw any idea that you might have had that anything in the form of any kind of solution was on the horizon just completely has disappeared you know I don't know what this team is going to do I don't know what this front office is going to do 
I have no idea what this coaching staff is going to do. We seem to have deficiencies in every area, and there does not seem to be a a dominating voice that really knows what to do in the committee, so to speak, that is making these decisions. Um, so I don't know what to expect in the next couple of, in the next 24 hours, you know, by noon tomorrow, we'll find out. Um, I and think we'll be pretty, covering it. You and I, Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that, that the Russell Westbrook experiment needs to end. I wrote that today and it's, this is the one of those articles that you just bang out as fast as you can, because you know that chances are halfway through that, Something's going to come up on Twitter that's wasted all of the work you've done. They just have to get rid of Russ. It's, it's, all it's going to do is cause the rest of the season to be a tumultuous situation where we're going to end up with fans booing, with uh, players and coaches fighting, and it's not going to be pretty by any stretch of the imagination. And the, the, the bad part of it is that it, we're going to probably have to rely upon Malik Monk really wanting to stay and reward the Lakers for the opportunity the, to play that he's been given. But if it's not a good experience for the rest of the year and it turns out to be a cancerous locker room, Monk may not want to stay. Well, and then you've only got only one year stuff. left after this year with LeBron James. And you don't know what the Lakers are going to do because they don't really have a they don't really have a philosophy. They don't really have a leader. It's not like Daryl Morey in, in Philadelphia, for example, or, uh, or even Danny, you know, Danny Ainge in his days with the, the Celtics, you know, there's, you don't have any idea what Polinka's is going to do. It's not been a consistent type of situation. And when you look at the, when you look at the grades given out to all of the people that we added in the off season, um, yeah, you've got some great successes with monks and monk and Reeves and, I think Johnson falls in that category and Mello definitely does, but boy, there's twice as many players on the other side of the ledger that basically don't get a check that, that basically have not panned out the way that they're going to do. And we still see that even though we're getting players back from being sick and we're not missing four or five players, we're only missing three or two or three players that we still have holes in the roster. We still have lineups that don't make sense. We don't have really, you know, I just don't feel any hope in the sense that the coaching is going to solve the problem, that the front office is going to solve the problem, or that the players, including LeBron James and Anthony Davis, are going to solve the problem. They haven't played well the last two games. And some of it is that it's getting to be a longer season every game that you play. And some of it is just that there aren't any easy answers as to why this team is not successful. It's not entirely on Russell Westbrook. And that, that's obvious that a lot of the same problems that we've had were completely there tonight when Russell Westbrook wasn't. I still think that they need to trade Russ, and I still think that they need to trade Taylor Horton Tucker. I thought he had a great game tonight. It was good to see. Pull it uh, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree on that. Well, he, I mean, started and, he started and ended it well. I was hoping that he was really going to show some people some potential. But anybody who's going to trade for him is not trading for what he is now. They're trading for what he can be down the road. Yes. And they realize that he's what he is now is heavily influenced by having to play on a team where he's a terrible fit. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. 
you forced me down. You, I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Let me get someone in here because someone did decide to show up with us today on a loss. And that's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out anytime he's here as part of the team here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you back. Good to see your face, my friend. Just can't th- so thankful that you're back with us. Unfortunately, it's on a day where the team just didn't quite look good. Hey, Gerald. Well, it's always to be back home with fellow Laker fans so we commiserate together. I mean, what is it to say that hasn't already been said? This is a tough team to watch play, man. I mean, being diehard fans. They test your fandom, don't they? We, we suffer through it, but, you know, I mean, hey, I know franchises have seen a lot worse than us, so it's not not that bad, but boy just fight that's all we want to see is some fight this team just doesn't have any toughness you know just nobody's in there doing the dirty work on the team i guess the closest thing you got to that is somebody like ariza you know and trevor's what 37 or something and he's not really a physical guy but you know he's gonna kind of fight a little bit and stanley tries to bring some of that attitude but how many times did you see guys camped out in the corner and you just cut baseline and Hey, let me just cut. I'll get a wide open layup. I'll get a lob, a dunk. It's you know, it's it's basic, simple thing. So, hey, I'm glad they lost without Russ. I mean, of course, Russ hasn't played good, but good. I'm glad he didn't play, so the Lakers lose without him. So now, who are you gonna blame? Who are you gonna blame right now? Because day to day, yes, I understand they were tired off a back to back, but Elrob. I mean, the execution, I understand that you're going to probably have a lot more turnovers and you're going to miss some more free throws on the second game of the back-to-back. But to do it against a team like this against Portland, which a lot of these players are G League level or G League affiliate type players. Again, Portland has no official team. They still send their players to G League affiliates all over the G League. But a lot of these players have, they're just not, NBA consistent quality starter or rotational players, yet they were all given a chance to shine today against uh, against the Lakers. Portland played yesterday too, so they had a back against Orlando and they lost. Yeah, yeah, blew out by the worst team. They were saving it for the Lakers, apparently. But yeah, Lakers just don't make plays. Winning, I mean, it was they had four or five chances to make a couple plays in the you know last two or three minutes and. They didn't. I mean, AD shoot 10, 12 times. He came, when he came back from the injury, he looked really good. He played with a lot of energy, 15 plus boards. And now it looks like he's back down to low energy, low impact AD. Still put up decent numbers, but nowhere near what he's capable of. So, Malik Monk, I mean, he's been a, a nice addition to the starting lineup, something we've asked for for quite some time before he finally got there and he's been producing. Unfortunately, today, he only got up eight shots, which to me is telling me right there that this, that's to me is an issue of the coaching staff right there. I have not been hard on Vogel all season long, but when you see a player that can ignite you, that is younger, that can go ahead and produce for you and has over the past month, 
why could they do not actually get him more involved in the offense? Yeah, today? I think at the half, what he had one shot, maybe two shots. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got to run a play for him, do something, figure it out. He's too good of a shooter and scorer not to be putting up shots. And some of that's on LeBron, too. I mean, he's yeah. the coach on the floor, you know, run. That's point guard supposed to know how to do when to get people involved. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get you going, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right now it's just a team playing without any confidence, without any fire. You see that sometimes right before a trade deadline when they're trying to wait and see what's going to happen. But So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, on this. Uh, obviously, Laker Tom, I mean, I said from the beginning the Westbrook deal was was a terrible deal. And we we surveyed a few of the guys here already, and they've already said that they want Westbrook gone, like, tomorrow. And I literally mean, like, tomorrow. Well, I'll, tomorrow you know, trading is the <laughs> I'm saying, for, and this again, this is strange for me to say this, I'm saying you got to hold on to him until he becomes more valuable with his expiring contract this summer, not next year. Not, I'm saying this summer, his contract becomes extremely more valuable because it's 47 million coming off the books, and you only have a uh, just like I said, it's an expiring right there for you, as opposed to having to pay him the rest of this season and next season. You'll probably yeah. get a lot less if you try to trade him tomorrow. Your I thoughts, always, one way or the other. Yeah, I always look at what are you trying to accomplish. What what is the goal? So the goal is to win a championship. Okay, we, that's not going to happen. With Westbrook, without Westbrook, this team has shown no signs of being able to get anywhere near that level. So, what are you? What's the what's the what's the sense in trading him right now? What is that? I mean, are you? You're like, not going to get enough back. You're not going to get enough back. So hang on to him and do what you let the season do what it can do. He has the he has the capabilities of, of doing something, but. If you just ship them out just so you um, have a little bit better harmony and you don't have to have a fans boo and you showing you're making a move, that's almost as bad to me. Unless you're probably going to have to get rid of that 2027 first round pick. It's the decision to get them in the first place. So, you know, I'm I'm with you, Gerald. You got to, you got to, you got to hold them. And that's something I think we got to talk about here real quick. And I'll get Laker Tom back onto this because you've been the biggest proponent of trading him right now is that you'll need to go ahead and attach that 2027 first-round pick along with it. That, to me, is maybe, very concerning. Maybe. I think that that's the – I think that they have that in their back pocket. But I think that's very concerning if they do, and that's a serious mistake if they do because, Why? again, LeBron and AD will not be here in 2027. I think you should wait until 20, until they're gone first before you decide to, to do something with that pick. unless Or – if you see a point where you can actually find a true path to a championship this year, I agree with, with Elrop with or without a major move for Westbrook, you know, whether you trade him or you keep him, I really don't think you have a chance for the Lakers this season to go all the way. I, it just does not look like that's going to happen. There's well, so I, many know, fixes I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's, <laughs> there's definitely, you know, six teams at least probably, who are better, have better rosters and are playing better and have more continuity than the Lakers do at this point in time. And any pathway that I would see toward the Lakers winning a championship this year are all sort of pretty miraculous type of pathways that are very unlikely to happen. There are 
two different ways that I think there, there are two different factors that I think are really important. One is that LeBron James at 37 is not the Superman that everybody is thinking that he is right now. And there's still a chance that he could win a championship if he and Anthony Davis are playing at his best and they don't have all of the distraction, all of the dysfunction, all of the discouragement that is associated now by having two players who basically don't fit in this roster, which are Russ and Taylor Horton Tucker. And they need to cash those players in for some size so that they can win these battles in the paint and win these battles in the background. And they need to definitely have a different set of trading chips when they get to this summer than they have right now, because what they got right now is not going to be great. And if you want to stand pat and hold on to those trading chips that you've got right now, well, they aren't going to be worth that much more in the summertime. And John Wall will be just worth just as much as Russell Westbrook will be as an expiring contract. And he's a player that can be coached and so forth. And you're going to have a bloodbath if you don't. And if you believe anything differently that the rest of this year is going to go fine as the Lakers try to battle what Frank wants to do versus Russell Westbrook, who's already said he's entitled to finish games. Well, well, Vogel says it's whoever's going to help the team. that's going to finish the game, Russ. It's not you. And you're not entitled to do that. And he has the right and the power from the management to manage the situation. So you have to cut you have to cut your losses now because if you if you go through the next 28 games and you lose 15, 16, 17 of them, which is what's going to happen if you've got Russell Westbrook still on this roster, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be such a bloodbath that you're going to risk Malik Monk not wanting to stay here. Definitely not wanting to give us a hometown discount. And you're going to risk LeBron James, who has only one year left after this year on his contract. You're going to risk him maybe wanting to go somewhere else because he sure doesn't look engaged right now. He sure doesn't look like the LeBron James who says, I'm going to lead this team to victory and I'm going to solve all these problems. He looks like a guy who seems to be beaten down and doesn't know what the answer is. And Father Time is creeping up over his shoulder every single game. So, so the, the, the you waste office. you waste LeBron James a year of LeBron James, which may be the only one or two or three years left that he's got in his championship window. You better go out there and do everything you can to make the team better. And I think that that's the attitude the Lakers have. And I think the reason Russell Westbrook didn't play tonight was very simply they didn't want to risk him getting injured because he's gone. Yes, and then, yeah, I mean that's that goes without saying. But Tom, so I'm I'm supposed to trust the front office that did all of this to get us in this situation of miraculous? Hell no, Lee. It's just going to be a nightmare, and we just have to hope to that... come up with some miraculous uh, yeah. pull off some great trade where we're going to get a decent value for for Tucker and for Westbrook. Probably okay. do nothing. Probably do nothing is the worst that he'll do. I don't think he's going to. You know, he's he's not going to match Jim Buss's. You know, great moves of. Bringing in Deng and Moskov. Moskov, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're in that situation. But, but you know, we've handicapped ourselves so much because they want to have cap space in after LeBron leaves, in case he doesn't come back. Okay, so that means that you can't take anything except expiring contracts. 
Now, if you want to trade, and when you look at the trades like the trade that the Clippers made, that trade is made because of the contracts involved. It's not made because of the talent involved. Well, that's it's made because your owner is front office. No, hey, Tom, Tom, that, that trade is made because the owner of the Clippers is one of the richest human beings on the planet and is willing to pay taxes because their tax went yep. up with Norman Powell. Yep. Forget about well, it's, but it's all, But it's also because we could have matched that had we had uh, had we had given uh, uh, AC a contract. You know, it was so stupid. Well, Jeannie- we won't take players, you know, that that don't have some defensive ability. We won't take players that are going to be uh, – we have just so many restrictions financially that it will cause luxury taxes that we're left with a very difficult task to do stuff. But the good part of it, I think, is that this is sort of like when you're – Pass the ball and there's two seconds left, and you're behind the three point line and you fire no, away. No pressure. There's no pressure on Rob Palinka because everybody knows who really made this trade. This trade was made by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And well, this trade was also what, made by what, Rob Palinka. What Rob Palinka can do is he can fix it. Rob yeah. Palenka also made the surrounding moves wow. of all the yeah. additional players and all the ancillary job. He did a terrible that, job that are... of finishing with the idea of how they were going to make this Westbrook thing work. But uh, again, Rob Palenka, I, I place a lot of the blame on him, but it's an organizational yeah. issue right now from top to bottom. Where well, this we'll, whole know, entire we'll, organization... we'll know by noon tomorrow. That's well, for sure. we'll know we'll by noon tomorrow. Kind of, I, again, I don't think you're going to get much him. back for Westbrook. I really advise against it. Plus, if you give up that first round pick in 2027, I think that's a total mistake. You think but, LeBron gives a damn about a pick that's going to be well, there? I, when I he's give about the future gone? of the franchise, right? They're, this team, again, you're not going to bring in something for Westbrook that is going to change the dynamic of future. It's addition of this by season. subtraction. It's addition by subtraction. And That's even simple. well, you saw tonight he wasn't in there, and you saw tonight they couldn't get it mm-hmm. done against the, basically a G League team. So yeah, yeah, that that addition by subtraction thing doesn't fly very far. Well, one game is not proof of anything, Eric Gerald. Uh, it's you a know, start. It's a start. Yeah. Remember, we were what, saying let's that. See what happens if the Lakers. We were saying keep, that at the, the beginning of the season about one. If the game. Lakers don't trade Westbrook. They're making a second serious mistake. What's the record going to be in the second half, Tom? What What, what are you looking at? If Westbrook if, say? if they don't trade Westbrook, they won't be five hundred. They'll be under five hundred for the second half. They'll be under five hundred if they don't trade Westbrook. And if they pull off a good trade, if they pull off a good trade, they'll be five hundred. No, I think that there's so a talking about two or three I, games difference. I, I really do think that there's a chance that they could work their way up with a little bit of luck and make up the four games that they're behind, maybe five games, I guess, now that they're behind from getting into the sixth spot, or at least get into the play in tournament. And then if they're if they're hot in the play in tournament, they could they could win a couple of rounds. It's even conceivable that they could get a great addition in the buyout market. Something might happen with respect to the trades and so forth. But, you know, anything that's good for happening with us is like 25 to 1 or 100 to 1 shots, you know? It's not like it's, these aren't things that you're going to gamble on. But I know one thing is for sure, we have to have a different set of trading chips when we go into summertime than what we've got right now. If you don't move Horton Tucker, he's not going to be worth any more at the end of that, and he's going to screw up the rotations all the way through the rest of the year. And the same is true with Russ. His lack of defense is not how you – how can you get the team to play consistently when one of your players is going to be totally inconsistent, no matter what you do? He wouldn't even work out with Phil Handy. He refused 
to be coached by Phil Handy, who LeBron and AD both work on individual moves all the time. Yeah. And then his comments about being entitled and so forth. And Google never really told him anything about anything of what's happening. I don't totally disagree with him being, he, you know, to being able to play the fourth quarter in some of them games. I mean, so, but hey, if that's a communication issue, that's all that's a communication issue. The Lakers should have had that worked out prior to him coming there as far as him working out with Phil Handy or doing whatever it takes. And if they believed he would do those things and, and he did a about face on him, I don't know, but um, this is LeBron James' team, and he he gets the credit when they're winning. He's putting up good numbers, but he, his numbers look a lot also awful lot like Russ some of these games. Yeah, isn't that interesting, huh? Yeah, it's like oh, these are empty numbers, LeBron. He makes sure he gets his twenty five every game, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't care if you get thirty. You know, if you, but it's got to be over twenty five. He's not making his teammates better, which is something all. he used to do. Yeah. And so, that's, a, that's part of it right there. We're just, so. We've been reduced to just enjoying LeBron putting up his 25. That's, I mean, it's almost kind of like, you know, Kobe's last hurrah, even though LeBron's way more talented at this point. That's what it's been. It was more fun. It was more fun watching Lonzo and when he was a rookie and those teams, even though they couldn't win, than it is. This is like one of the most torturous seasons that I can remember. It's just because. But we got, we got hope. It's not over. It's not. It may well, be tomorrow. Pixie dust. Like it may be tomorrow. Uh, pixie we'll dust. See. Yes, let's see what pixie dust need. Again, I don't have very much faith in the front office, but I made better trades on the uh, trade machine the other day that I did. So I'll say that. Again, if you have any questions out there or comments, please, the best place to go is Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the conversation at Lakerholics.com. And you can also return to us here because we will be live at 10 a.m. Pacific going all the way through the NBA trade deadline at noon Pacific. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. We'll go ahead and report on everything that's going on fast moving. In fact, we'll talk about the Joe Ingles trade and also a major trade that was a minor trade. What do I mean by that? Talking about Miami and Oklahoma City making some maneuvers behind the scenes that went almost underneath the radar that could affect the outcome for some trades tomorrow with for Miami. So We'll go ahead and talk about all that for two hours tomorrow, plus as we go for the NBA trade deadline special here at the Lakers Fast Break. But I want to go ahead and close out with L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you back, my friend. Your thoughts on what we could see for the Lakers in the next 24 hours. Do you see a total change by the time we hit Golden State on Saturday? Well, I think they're going to try. I think they will definitely explore things. Will they be able to pull it off? Oh, boy. I mean, I think, you know, 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago, I would have said no, that they weren't pressed to do it now. Yeah, I mean, after the, you know, last couple games, I do think the pressure is on them to figure out a way to make the deal. I just hope that if it's not something that really makes sense, that they don't feel pressured to do something for the sake of doing it. So I guess, you know, uh, if you're asking me, um, will they? I would probably say I'm leaning toward yes. Am I confident that it will be a, a good one or something that I think they should do? No. I'm agreeing with you on that. Uh, I think that it's going to have to be a little bit of a show us and see what you can do. Because, Rob, 
yes, he may not get all the credit as far as for or the blame in this case for the Russell Westbrook trade, but for everything around as far as what he built this season, he gets a lot of blame for it. With Malik Monk and at times Carmelo Anthony, that's pretty much the only thing he's been able to hang his hat on. But mistakes have been around for the entire organization this year. We'll see if they can correct some of those mistakes tomorrow. Guys, it's been great having you both here. I want to mention again, the Lakers did falter in a second game of a back-to-back, 107 to 105 in Portland. Just very disappointing. The missed free throws, the turnovers, the points off the turnovers, just very disappointing indeed. Hopefully the Lakers can come back on Saturday against Golden State, and we'll be here for that. Again, we'll be here live on the Lakers Fast Break channel on Facebook. If you have any questions for us, it's at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. If you have any direct questions for Laker Tom, at Laker Tom on Twitter or Lakerholics.com. If you have any questions for L Rob, I'll make sure I can get it to him as well. If you go ahead at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Once again, the Lakers are 26 and 30, still ninth place in the Western Conference. And that's because New Orleans and Portland are trying hard to. I don't know, I guess outduel each other. I know with New Orleans, it's much more assertive that they get into the plan. So we'll see what happens there. But yes, ninth place in the Western Conference for the Lakers. We'll see if that changes with whatever comes tomorrow. But we'll hopefully see everyone tomorrow for our NBA trade deadline special. We'll have it as a audio podcast afterwards. So please check that out if you're not able to attend live with us. But It'll always be here at Facebook, at Lakers Fast Break, and, of course, everywhere you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers lose 107-105. I truly want to thank Elrond for staying up late, Laker Tom for showing up, and Laker Tom and I hopefully will not be arguing back and forth for two hours tomorrow. I don't think my voice will be able to take it, but we'll find out. This time tomorrow, we'll see what happens as the Lakers hopefully will make some changes for the better this time tomorrow but again we'll be here for nba trade deadline special and also on saturday after the game against golden state we'll be here for both right here at the lakers fast break podcast